Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning. It's Wednesday, March 16th, and I had a little delay in getting it in now about 827. So I usually tip this around 8 o'clock, but uh, perfectly, you know, full disclosure. I was busy with the dogs because it was raining out this morning in Atlanta. And anybody that knows dogs knows, well, small dogs, they, they typically don't like the rain. So essentially, the weather app on my iPhone kept telling me nine minutes until rain stops. Nine minutes until rain stops. Well, it took probably 20. So that's why I'm uh, here recording late. Big day. I've got a ton of things to go over, a ton of ideas. Um, uh, so essentially the big thing today is Powell. Powell is speaking at two o'clock. We're going to see a, hopefully a quarter point. Um, I don't know that they're going to necessarily surprise us with a half point, but we're going to at least see a quarter point. He's going to come out with some of the, uh, the, the talking points after that. Uh, we're going to hear that. Uh, there's some, uh, economic data coming out at eight thirty. but one of my favorites, uh, legendary investors, Leon Cooperman was on CNBC this morning, and, and I always try and tune in for him. Uh, he is a, one of the, the things that uh, some people that know me, and when we talk about stops, I, I talk about the nifty 50, and, and Leon Cooperman for years have been ta- has been talking about the nifty 50, and they're, you know, it's, it's, they're not necessarily any defined stocks, but it's back in the 70s, there were 50 stocks that were high, considered uh, the future, and they were high multiples, um, he was talking about, uh, 60 to 90 multiples. And, and essentially what you saw was over the next 10, 15 years, these, these stocks did nothing to essentially going out of business. Um, there's only a couple of them left today, but it depends on whose definition of the nifty 50 that you think about. But it's an interesting kind of, uh, if you want Google nifty 50 and, and, and look into it, it, it's an interesting read. Wikipedia has some articles on it. Um, uh, but essentially what it what it kind of guarantees and and the guidance that it gives me is okay when does apple when does google when does microsoft um when do those stocks become part of the next nifty 50 if you will so it it's always trying to find um a, a little bit about uh uh you know what what we can learn from history but speaking of history uh well Zelensky is also uh, set to address Congress at 9 a.m. this morning. Uh, Zelensky, the president of the of Ukraine. So uh, essentially, overnight there were some talks of 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 peace again. Um, you're seeing the futures are way up. Uh, what the biggest move up are the Chinese stocks. Um, they're flying. Baba is up by almost 30 percent. I think others are up by 40 percent. Um, uh, my personal. Uh, portfolio has about $20,000. I purchased uh, BABA, I think in May of 2020. Um, I was up about 40%. Uh, today, I'm down 64%. So the 20% that I'm seeing up today uh, is welcome. Uh, it, the the, the $21,000 that I put in is worth $7,000 today. So 
hopefully that makes it up to about ten thousand dollars net worth today. Um, but it, you know, it's still a ten thousand dollar loss. I'm I've been debating: do I double down? Blah blah blah. I don't know. Um, my my personal opinion is: don't have FOMO. Don't chase these stocks. The government ain't come out tomorrow and say, you know what? We were just kidding. Um, I, my personal opinion is they are thinking about their economy shutting down because they they do have a significant um, COVID issue over there. They have shut down several cities. I think it's uh, close to 17 million people that have been essentially put in quarantine. And quarantine in China is not quarantine in the U.S. Ch- quarantine in China is you don't come out of your apartment or house. Um, they, they give you a guidance of, okay, you can come out at this time to go shopping. Uh, and you're only allowed at that time. So it's a little bit different. Their economy is getting a little shrunken. Um, I watched a great YouTube video last night on Chinese energy. Um, if anyone's interested in it, let me know. I'll, I'll kind of link it up on Twitter. Um, but Chinese stocks um, don't have, you know, again, don't have FOMO. But Cooperman went over a couple of his picks, just so you know, Paramount Resources. I'm not going to look these. I'll look these up and post them on Twitter. But he said Paramount Resources and Cigna. Uh, I'm a big uh, United Health fan. Um, that one, if you look at it, it's outperformed Google and, and others uh, over a certain period of time. So uh, Cigna was an interesting one. He said he spoke to the, uh, the CEO and there, there was some positive things there. Um, he owns a lot of Google and Microsoft. And, and by the way, one of the, the, the biggest reasons why I like this guy, he runs a, a family hedge fund. Um, it's a family financial business, and, and he's got billions of dollars. This guy is probably second to Warren Buffett, in my mind, as far as legendary investors. And yes, he's old school. He's a boomer. Um, but one of the, the, the things that endeared me to him was he talked about uh, used car prices and, and car prices overall uh, last year. I think it was July, maybe it was August, somewhere in that neighborhood. He was looking for a new car. And they, they asked him, well, what were you looking for a new car? Um, are you still driving? He said, yeah, I drive, drive pretty much every day. And now, again, you can make fun of him all you want. The guy's worth billions. He could have his pick of any car that he wanted. He could have a self-driving car probably that was just developed. Um, you know, he, he could do a lot of things. But he talked about trading in his 21-year-old Honda. I, and I don't want to say it was a Honda Accord. It might have been a Honda Accord. Um, but I think it was a minivan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he talked about trading that in for a Kia. And then said how he had to negotiate with the Kia dealer to get it down, and they weren't budging. Now, the question is, were they not budging because he's Leon Cooperman, or were they not budging because of the car shortages that we were seeing? And he wasn't exactly sure which one. He said he got a pretty good deal on it, but he said the greatest value are these, um, uh, the, the, the Korean cars, the Kias, the, uh, the Hyundais. He said those were the cars that he was looking at. So. Imagine being a billionaire and being able to, you know, in my mind, I'd go out and get a Tesla, um, but that's me. Uh, I don't know Leon Cooperman that well to know. Um, I, my belief is that he just wanted a car for day to day. So maybe that's his. But um, speaking of Tesla, uh, Tesla might be a good buy-in, uh, and I'm not sure about here, 
But if it dips under 800 in my mind, I think you get in on this one. There's been a consolidation phase, um, and it, it's it been on the way down. Um, but it's been between this uh, essentially 900 and 700. Um, it bounced on, it looks like, February 24th uh, in the morning uh, from 700. And that was the February 24th low of the uh, S&P. And it bounced up there. It kind of came back down to 750. But I think there's a range here between 750 and 850 that it's probably going to trade within. Um, right now it's at 801. I think it closed at 801. It's up about 1 or 2%. It's, it, oh, sorry, it's 816. Um, so my belief is that, that, again, this is probably consolidating. We did have the death cross, it looks like, on February 9th. So um, I'm not expecting this one to be 1,000, but here's my, my rationale for it. Um, they've had two price cre- increases just this week. We're in Wednesday, and he had two price increases. They did not affect demand whatsoever. Um, the other thing, they're prioritizing orders with full self-driving, which increases their revenue. So as they push those, those cars out the door, um, that revenue and that margin on those call cars is going to go up. We're at the end of the quarter. Um, this thing typically does run at the end of the quarter because April 1st, we'll get an idea of how many cars they sold in the quarter. I think it's April 1st. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but that Monday we'll get an idea. It does trade seasonally up during these times. And I think that's why you're seeing it up along with the market, blah, blah, blah. Um, But also, in addition, listen, anybody that's against this war in Ukraine, which I hope is pretty much every American and every human being in the world, uh, other than Vladimir Putin, um, but anybody who's against the war and the invasion should be patting Elon on the back. This guy has sent over Starlink uh, satellite uh, receivers so that Ukrainians can get online. Internet's up and working. They're not charging for it. He has sent um, Tesla battery packs, um, the, the home batteries, so that people can st- keep their electricity along with solar panels. Plus, on Twitter, the guy just challenged Vladimir Putin to a fight. And the Chechnyan army sent him a really pretty damning, hey, you're not man enough. And they named him Alana. (laughs) Then Elon trolls them, changes his name to Alana and says, that would give me an unfair advantage. I'll use my left hand and I'm not left handed. So the guy is trolling an actual army and a basically murderer from the KGB who has killed through poison um, other people who have challenged him. So Elon Musk, A, better have good security, and I have no doubt that he does. But this is a guy who's putting his money where his mouth is, and he's, he's protecting. Again, every other CEO is pulled out of Russia. They're playing a political game. Elon's going full bore and saying, you know, F you. Um, that, and, and I like him for that one. Uh, you, you can hate him as a CEO because he tweets and, and maybe affects the stock price when he says, hey, it's overvalued, blah, blah, blah. But I'm a fan. Uh, again, I own the car. Uh, I own the stock. I've owned it for a while, blah, blah, blah. So let's get back into some of our favorites. 
Um, uh, the the State Department yesterday released a, uh, and I believe it was the State Department, might have been something else, but they were there was a report about cybersecurity and how currently we're undergoing attacks that we at the rate that we've never seen, um, and they were worried about cybersecurity. Well, uh, Palo Alto, Zscaler, CrowdStrike, Fortinet, any of those with that type of report should be on your list to buy. Uh, I personally own CrowdStrike and um, Palo Alto. I'm looking to get into Zscaler. Um, I, I just didn't want to own an ETF. I like kind of trading in and out of these names. But Zscaler, symbol ZS, um, is at 196 today. And we don't have a buy-in, but it does look like probably in the morning candle or afternoon candle today, we will probably get a buy-in on Zscaler. Um, which again means that the the MACD crossed up. Um, Zscaler again, they're not. None of these companies are making money, but kind of in pre market here, you're looking at the the stock up um, from 196 to about 202. Uh, so we probably will get a MACD cross up on this one. Um, in my mind, these are these are great um, great stocks. When I look at the uh, Trend Spider. We're going to see a MACD cross up. When I look at the algorithm, I think we're going to see a, probably a buy at about 200 here. There is a significant volume shelf here at around 250. Um, if I pull this, this volume slider back, if I even pull it back further, yeah, we're looking at about 250 with a significant volume shelf. That's going to be a magnet uh, up there. So in my mind, I think Zscaler's one. Palo Alto, again, I own that one. Um, they're the leader. They're making money. Uh, well, maybe they're not, but but CrowdStrike is is another one. Um, one of the other uh, podcast favorites that I will kind of bring in is Oracle. And Oracle, let's see what it's trading for at ORCL. Uh, it is trading for eighty two dollars, eighty one ninety six is the ask. It closed at eighty sixty. This is one with a PE ratio of thirty. It's a little bit high. But there's a gap here that that seems kind of interesting to me. And again, we had the death cross. We did have a buy-in at 75 um, right before earnings. And, and I said, you know, hey, with earnings, I thought this was going to pop. Well, at 75, if you bought, you've gotten the the benefit of going up to 81 after earnings. You've got a dividend X date here of April 7th. Their dividend is not huge, 1.59 yield. Um, but you've got volume shelves up here around 95, um, and you've got a gap here between 99 and 100. Um, you've also got a gap uh, on earnings from 89 to 99. Um, in my mind, again, this is kind of being drawn up to that magnet to fill that gap. Uh, I don't think you're out of the woods here. Like It hasn't run up too much from 75 to be able to get in on this. The caveat is, uh, how is this going to react to to uh, the the Fed? Uh, I think again, if you're buying at 80, I think you run it till 90. I think you've got a nice 10 percent gain there. You might get the dividend in there as well because as long as you hold it past the dividend X date. But I think you hold this till 90. Um, it's a software platform. I think this is a great uh, opportunity. Again, the company is buying back more stock than it you know and retiring it. Um, than most others. And it's a software, you know, again, the question is, are they software? Are they cloud? Where are they in, in as far as their business goes? But it's a, um, a, a favorite. I, I believe this. 
yesterday, Sarah Eisen on CNBC did a great interview with Scott Mer- Menard, uh, who said, with the Fed, t- Fed tightening, uh, stocks will go up. I posted that in- a portion of that interview on my Twitter. Go and look for it. It, it is a great, great clip. I like it. Um, I think he's a great investor. I do think that uh, it's an opportunity with the Fed tightening. Again, it's a stock picker's market. The other thing, Moderna. Let's take a look here. MRNA. Uh, we bought it 140, sold it in the 150s. Today, it closed. Yesterday, it closed at 148. It's up at 151. Uh, my belief is that this one is probably going to continue. I see some volume spikes here, specifically on March 14th, um, which was Monday. Um, and that's what drove the price up. Uh, you're seeing the 200-day come down, the 50-day. Everything's in a downward trend. I, I, my personal opinion, wait for this one. Um, it, it is a COVID play. There will absolutely be another variant coming to the U.S. Uh, and Moderna will hype that up with boosters. Pfizer will hype that up with boosters. So we're going to see another round of, of Moderna at 200. Uh, at some point, this stock is just too too good of a stock to not go to 200. They're going to come out with some other uh, a vaccine, a flu vaccine, a, uh, you know, a shingles vaccine, whatever. But it's going to be mRNA. It's going, they're going to do it. Uh, oh, speaking of success, did anybody get in on AMD yesterday? AMD ran up 6%, I believe. Um, 7%, depending on where you got in, you could have probably made 10% on this one. Uh, today, it's opening up a little bit higher to 112. Um, and there's a significant volume shelf here at about 108. My expectation is that volume shelf um, from yesterday, that's the, the, the volume shelf that provided. Essentially, what you saw is you saw it open down to about 101. It just kind of tank, went up. And got to 109, which is, you know, if you bought it at 101, that's an $8 gain, what, 7, 8% gain. So um, I think that's a great, great opportunity. Again, AMD, I don't think it's overvalued. Um, Intel is one that, you know, we talk about the chips coming back to the US. Intel's just got a little bit of a, a technology problem. Um, the leader in this is NVIDIA. And NVIDIA should have bought it when it was at 220. I didn't. Um, yesterday in particular, it was right at 220. I should have bought that. It's opening up about 236. Um, their PE ratio is 59, uh, which is a little bit high, but they're going to grow into that. That, that PE ratio is going to come down based on earnings. Um, they're going to blow away earnings. It's going to come down. So, uh, speaking of dividend and earnings, Zim, Z-I-M. If you've been following this one, listening to the podcast, you know ZIM has a $17 dividend uh, coming up. The ex-dividend date is the 22nd, which is Tuesday, which means you have to buy it and hold it at the close of Monday. You can sell it on Tuesday after the open. You have to hold it. You know, you can't do a pre-market, but you have to hold it. Uh, but you can sell it on Monday. It just has to be recorded on uh, as of the, the opening of the 22nd. The ex-dividend date. Again, this is a $17 dividend. The way dividends work is say this closes at 90 um, on Monday. The stock will open up at 73 on Tuesday. The $17 is taken out of the stock. It's been on quite a run. 
in the algorithm on this one, we would have been in, and this was what kind of led me to not buy it, but we would have been in at $70. I was waiting for it to get back to $70, but after their earnings, it never got back down to $70. So I wasn't chasing it. I haven't been chasing stocks because I did chase um, Occidental Petroleum and Morgan Stanley, and on both, I've been burned by about 20%. So I'm not chasing this one. I do believe in it. I still own GOGL, which um, after yesterday probably is not the best one to own. Uh, It's kind of run its course. It's kind of oversold now, probably going to hold on to it. My guess is that if it gets up into the 11, 11, 12, probably 11.80 to $12 range, I'll probably take my profits and run on this one. but uh, it, again, GOGL is a different story. Zim, um, I would not chase it. I'm not buying it at 90. I'm thinking that it's going to go up just because it's run so much. Uh, another one that just came up from Rose Murphy, um, DAC. Sorry, I put it DOC. DOC, by the way, Realty Trust. Um, probably a doctor's Realty Trust. Um, DAC, the algorithm has us buying in at 91. Today, this one's trading at 98, and I think it's going to open up at 99 or 100. It's going to pierce that uh, 100. Yeah, the ask price is 100 right now. Um, This one had an ex-dividend date of February 16th. They've already paid it. Um, There's a significant volume shelf here down around the 70s, but it has just flown. Um, from 73 all the way up to 100, it looks like the the 52 week high is uh 102. So you're getting it kind of at the 102. It looks like it pulled back here with the market, um, and it's kind of flying up. Um, there's some rumors about this one. Don't exactly know if they're true. DAC. Um, it, it's a high flyer. It's got all the positive momentum that you could want. Everything looks good on this one. Uh, I, I looked at their, their PE ratios, 1.92. It's good against all of their competitors. Um, it's a shipping company. Uh, again, shipping companies probably will be doing well. Um, they get to charge whatever the hell they want. So even though the, the oil is going to affect their, their cost, um, they'll be able to surcharge for it. But again, DAC, you've got, uh, an opportunity again, our buy-in in the algorithm was 91. Um, if you buy it here at a hundred, the 52 week high is one Oh two. So if you believe in it, do a little research, see, um, what you want might be worth it. But again, um, everything looks solid with this company. So I don't, I wouldn't have a problem with you buying it other than, uh, it's gone on quite a run. And while it pulled back here to 90, um, and looks like it's going to go on a run because the MACD is kind of at that space where. Um, it looks like a run is about to happen. Uh, maybe you missed it. Uh, I don't know. In these volatile times, are you willing to take that chance? I think there's better places for your money. Um, I'll be staying out, but if I get in, I'll put it on my Twitter. Uh, let's see. Oh, yesterday, VXX. Ironically, yesterday, uh, volatility. V- VXX is a volatility tracker from Barclays, uh, kind of like UVX. Uh, why? Uvixi. Uh, it got caught up in a halt. It ran way up from like 30 to 40, and it was halted several times, um, kind of came back down as the day went by. 
Um, it's an interesting one. Uh, Vixie was the play yesterday. Vixie, in my mind, is the play again today. Uh, Vixie went from, looks like, about 47 to 48. So you had a nice 5% move. Today, it's opening up at 49. Uh, the VIX yesterday for the first time in, I believe, five weeks, six weeks, closed under 30, um, closed at 28.76, and it's down another 1% or 4% a dollar this morning, uh, 1.07 points this morning. So the VIX, uh, that's what you, you VX and, and uh, SCX are. Well, let's look at SCO. SCO yesterday ran from, uh, looks like, um, about 695 kind of it was all over the place oil is you know what you're seeing now one of the things that cooperman said is a lot of these oil stocks like exxon and chevron they're pricing in a uh, uh, price of gas at around two dollars three dollars per uh, per gallon well you've got four dollars per gallon out there as the national average these guys are going to, their next earnings are going to kill it with cash. Will they return it as a larger and special dividend, one-time dividend? Will they reinvest it in drilling projects um, to pump more oil out of the ground and keep oil? Um, you know, again, my thoughts on oil, the governments around the world want oil at $80. And that's where they're trying to push it down to. Uh, UCO and SCO, UCO yesterday closed at 133 it's up at 140 in pre-market. So UCO is kind of, you know, oil's kind of taken that, that, okay, we're going to go over 100 again. Uh, there's some concern. India purchased the Russian oil, which I personally am, am disappointed in India for. Uh, I kind of get it. They have an economy. If you've ever visited India, you know uh, that that country has some economic challenges. There's a disparity between um, rich and poor, and there's significant poor in that country. Um, so I do feel for them buying the oil at a discount kind of benefits their, their, um, their people. I get it, but you know, again, they're supporting a dictator and, uh, the whole point was to, um, disenfranchise Russia from Putin. So, you know, they didn't do it, the world any favor. Let's put it that way. Um, but Occidental Petroleum, which closed yesterday at 54, that one's at 55 in the ask. So you're seeing a lot of these oil stocks kind of move a little bit higher. Um, there's an insider sale in Occidental Petroleum. Um, one of the directors sold 20,000 shares for a million bucks um, yesterday at, at 54.93. Obviously, they believe that it's kind of quote unquote topped out at that point. Uh, oh, Apple. I posted yesterday a chart of Apple. It's an ugly chart. Um, there is some support of Apple at 150. Um, there's also some support support at 145. So anywhere between 145 and 150, in my mind, Apple load up on it. Um, I got in my parents, you know, I'm not adding to my personal position because I think 40% of my portfolio is, uh, Apple. So I don't need more. Um, but my parents account, we got in at 153. Uh, again, I think that's a great long-term buy. Apple is one. I just don't trade. I don't, I don't trade it. Um, there's actually a, a woman on, um, on, let me see what her, uh, because I do, uh, yesterday I had a great conversation on her Penny Lane, Penny uh, underscore Lane BBM. She's got a podcast and she's doing what's called the Apple challenge. 
And what they're doing is basically trading options and apples every day. So um, all they do is trade the options every day in, in only Apple. And they're trying to go from like $100 to um, uh, try to make $1,000 a day and that kind of thing. I don't exactly know the challenge. I've got to read up on it. But it did seem interesting. If you want to follow her uh, Apple journey, Penny Lane Blaine, uh, Penny Lane BBM is, is kind of the, uh, the Twitter and gave her a shout, give her a shout out. She's got a podcast. I didn't listen to the podcast all the way just because I didn't have time. I will. Uh, I promise Penny, I will listen to the podcast. Um, she's great for, for, um, uh, international women's day. She kind of did a, a podcast with another woman trader. And I am just, I'm amazed at, at the amount of women trader that traders that I see. I love it. Love it. And, and, you know, even CNBC last night had a, uh, a spaces with some of their reporters, um, last night on, on, uh, Twitter. It was great. Great to listen to. Love it. And, and by the way, some of my favorite traders, um, are the women of CNBC. Love it. Uh, but Penny's doing this Apple challenge and basically she says, you know, yesterday she said, and what got me was her favorite part of the Apple challenge is giving her life back. She can now pick up her kids from school. Um, and she doesn't have to freak out about market trades. Anybody who trades understand. And yesterday, great example, Zim. Um, Zim dipped down yesterday to the $80 mark where I was going to buy it. I was outside playing with the dogs. Um, so I missed it. And, and I should have had it in my, uh, you know, as a sitting uh, market order at $80. Uh, I would have gotten it. Well, it actually only hit eighty twenty, So I, I don't know that I would have gotten it. Um, but great, great example. And so my goal, uh, and again, goal setting is important. My goal is to set, uh, to learn about this Apple challenge and to learn more about options. I have not traded options before. Um, it's something that I've always kind of stayed away from just because the dollar amount, uh, that you make is significantly larger than, um, the dollar amount in stocks. But I've always played stocks that I don't mind holding long-term. Uh, I do trade, again, my 40-40-20 portfolio. 40% is I buy and hold. 40% is, you know, six months to a year. And then the other 20% can be anywhere from 30 seconds to, uh, you know, uh, all the way up to a year, two years, whatever. But I, I typically buy these stocks and, and I hold them. I find out about the companies. I believe in the companies. Yes, I've gotten burned. Shopify, got burned. Um, PayPal, got burned. Square, got burned. Um, Baba got burned. All of these things I thought were good companies. They were in my six month to a year kind of portfolio. Um, Shopify was actually, um, because I believed in it so much and didn't believe that it was just an, uh, COVID play. Uh, I got burned on that one, but again, Penny's got some, some great things. If I buy options in Apple, my only question is, you know, and, and this is what I have to learn about is I can't hold on to them forever because options expire. So um, that's the real question. Do I want to trade in that? But in my mind, Apple's a pretty solid stock. You're not seeing it super, super volatile. Uh, so if you buy long-term options, calls or puts, um, you know, one of the things that, that my Fidelity broker kept telling me is because I hold so much Apple, I should actually be doing covered calls that have super long uh, future expiration dates and just collecting some interest on the shares that I own. Um, it's an interesting play. Uh, it, it's obviously something that I have to learn about. I just haven't done it. Uh, but I'm, again, uh, for those that wonder, 
yeah, my average uh, purchase price on Apple is like $4, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. It might even be down to a dollar. I don't track that kind of thing. But essentially, I've got a huge capital gain. Um, it's in my portfolio. I do hold a significant chunk in my, uh, my retirement as well, which isn't tax. Uh, but the taxes that I do owe if I sell these is significant. Um, what I typically do, and it's a great, great option uh, through Fidelity's giving program, I donate the shares um, to a charity of my choice. Usually it's dog rescue or something to do with feeding um, people. Uh, so I'll give the shares to the charity. What that does for a tax advantage uh, tax plan is I don't have to pay the capital gains. The, the, the actual charity gets the full share value. And what I get is a write-off of the actual share value minus my purchase. So I don't have to pay the capital gains. You know, say I sell it for $200 or give it away at $200. My average purchase price is $4. I get a charitable giving donation uh, write-off of $196. And I don't have to pay taxes on that $196. So it's definitely a, a, a good thing. I believe in, in giving, you know, Cooperman kind of is giving, you know, he, he said it this morning. He makes money not to, to live. He's got more money than he'll ever spend uh, in his lifetime. And his kids uh, don't get his inheritance. He's give, part of the giving challenge. He's giving away his entire fortune, he said. So he set up everybody in his life. They're, they're all set up. He's set up philanthropic stuff, but he's giving away all of his money. So he makes his money more for pride than anything else. So I like him. Um, but again, kind of the, for the Apple thing, uh, that's it. So today, uh, I would watch volatility and UVX and S, uh, UVXE and XVXE. I would watch those around 2 o'clock. I think you're going to see with Powell's um, release of statement, with Powell's speaking, I think you're going to see quite a bit of volatility. I don't want to say up or down because I just don't know. Um, but watch it. I think you're going to see at the open, you're going to see us open up very high. Um, I think if uh, Scott Menard is right, we're going to see uh, with the Fed tightening certain stocks specifically financials. Again, get into Bank of America. Uh, we said at under 40, Bank of America was a great buy. Well, with rising interest rates, Bank of America gets to charge more uh, and they get to make more money. So uh, I believe in that one. Um, but again, I think today's play is the, uh, the UVXE. I think for, for long term, I, again, get into those cybersecurity stocks, uh, Pan W, Zscaler. Zscaler's got that MACD cross up. It's nice. DAC is an opportunity. Again, if you want a $17 dividend, uh, try and time your buy on Zim. Uh, my problem with Zim is all I see are buyers. I don't see sellers. And that's driving the stock way up. Moderna, if it gets under 140, I think that one's a buy as well. Uh, Google, Microsoft, they're all, Microsoft under 300, you should be loading up on that one. Google under 2,500, holy crap, load up your, 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 your stock on that one. That's a reopening play, by the way. Anybody that thinks that Google doesn't make money on the reopening just because they're a software company, you're crazy. The advertising business from travel alone is going to send that stock, that stock super high. And again, the valuation, let's see what their PE is. G-O-O-G-L. Um, and, and buy the G-O-O-G-L because that's the one with the voting rights. Uh, 
doesn't make a huge difference. But they're at 2610. So they're just over 2500. PE's 23. Um, again, Apple, uh, their PE is 25. So if you're going by PE, Apple's got still got some at 155. They've got some pull in to do. They're trading at 157. Um, but, but again, you know, Apple could blow out earnings with Shenzhen shutting down. Uh, that's what's been pulling the stock down of recent. Um, but there is some, some, some significant uh, uh, options action on that. Oh, one other thing. John Najarian br- uh, brought up yesterday. Um, there were some significant put buys on ARCF, um, which makes me wonder. I do have ARCF, but that's mainly PayPal. Um, Square and things of that that thing, um, the put volume and and the significant put volume has been a reason that ArcF has gone down. Um, so ArcF, I'm not sending anyone into the Arcs anymore, just because I, I, you know, again, what's so revolutionary about PayPal these days? What's so revolutionary about Square these days? You've got all of these competitors coming in. Blah blah blah. Uh, Steve Weiss of CNBC bought uh, Micron MU yesterday at about 73. Uh, that's a great buy in, in, in my mind. Um, I posted Stephanie Link, posted a, a great commentary yesterday, posted that one on my Twitter. I'm kind of going down um, Twitter. Oh, the spy a couple days ago had the death cross of the 50 going under the 200 day. Um, but, and I posted this, you're seeing volume show up. So when you had that uh, crazy, crazy um, uh, uh, death cross, which typically means that, hey, sellers are just going to sell, you had the buyer show up. So it's buying the dip, and we have dipped. I still think that you're looking at probably 4,200 again at some point. Um, you know, the S&P right now is at 4,262. I think you've still got some downside on this one, but. Uh, just to know that, hey, when the death cross happens, you do get at least, and two days do, doesn't make a market. Again, this is not a reason to celebrate. You've got two days up where you just got killed for the last 15 days. Um, so uh, you've got some buying opportunity here. NVIDIA was a, uh, you know, gave us a, a, a cross up um, at, at a certain time. I think, I don't know the dollar amount, but it gave it, Uber gave us a cross up. Uh, there's, there's NVIDIA 20, 226.49 was the cross up. Um, so, uh, just looking through my, um, Apple, I posted an Apple posted Zim I'm scrolling down. Um, so yeah, uh, again today, I think X trade around that two o'clock time frame. S X Vixie VXS, if we want to get in on it. Um, again, if the, the, the market, you know, they do a half point instead of a quarter point, I think you're looking at a significant and Zelensky just started addressing Congress. He's getting a standing ovation. That's good to see. Uh, okay. I'm going to go watch this. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow. Happy trading.